Um, Alright guys, this is Narf here on week 6, and I'm here with Priest Mode. Priest, how's it going? How's it going? It is good. First thing, Priest, is um, that I want to bring up about your fantasy season. You have not been to an alumni game in a long time. Do you think that's affecting your fantasy football season? Um, actually, I think that it's improving my fantasy football ability because I like to be kind of, uh, kind of spontaneous, and if people don't know what I'm like now, they'll have no idea what I'm going to do. So you're only 3-3. Three and three. You're saying if you came to alumni games, you'd be worse than that? People would be able to read me and then game plan how they're going to play me. And I don't want that. I don't want any of this. I want to be able to just show up and nobody's going to have any idea what I'm going to do. That's a good answer. I mean, I was going to try to talk you into guaranteeing you'll come this year. What are my chances of that? I think it's, it actually depends on the job. So if I get a job, I'd say it's rather hot. So you will come if you have a job. That's probably right. So I just have to find you a job. Basically find me a job and I'll come to alumni game. Aren't you still in PhD school? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, trying to graduate. Um, oh, so, gotcha. you know, so that, that may take uh, another, another few months. But hopefully I'll be looking for a job. I'll be coming uh, into a job hopefully in the next few months. But we'll see. Okay, so you're going to graduate. You're going to get the job. You're coming to alumni game. And then next year, we're all going to know your strategy, so you will not be and, good anymore. And then everyone's going to school on me, and it's going to suck, yeah, basically. All right, fair enough. I mean, that kind of happens anyway. Your team's not great, to be honest, but... It's never that great. Um, I have that consistency, though. I, I know, I know. Um, I do like your team name, though, Priest Mode. Like, it's, it's, it's fun to say. I don't know why. I like saying Priest Mode. I, I just like the, uh, the whole fact that it's kind of a football reference, but it's also, you know... Kind of goofy too. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it's Marshawn Lynch beast mode, right? Yeah, and if you notice the uh, the icon is a, is a bag of Skittles, you get the reference there. Oh, I actually did not notice that. Good. Wow, you should get extra points for that. I might move you up in the rankings. Yeah, you may have to tell LC about that so I get bumped up in that uh, in the team name rankings. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I miss that, man. Um, that's, that's a good move, Priest. So, yeah, team names. Who, what, uh, who's your favorite team name? Um... I really like Lionel, but I'm kind of biased there. Yeah, Lionel guess, does have a good team name. I guess if it's other than Lionel, it's going to have to be Anton, just because, you know, you can't go wrong with Zoolander. can't go wrong with yeah. I don't know if people know this, but Zoolander is coming out the sequel soon. Really? Yeah, it is. And uh, they're actually, they released, like, so Ben Stiller got all up in his Zoolander garb, and he, uh, he did a thing recently where he was like, you know, I, I can send people a link on the... Uh, on the thread. Oh, so, do it, do yeah. it, do it as soon as this is done. Have they, have they like, have they shot yet, or is it still in pre-production? Last I heard, it was just going to be kind of, uh, well, they, they had the script last year, so I don't know if they've actually shot it yet, but I'm assuming it's going to come out sometime either, like, this year or, or kind of middle of next year. Man, I don't know how I hadn't heard of that, but that is good news. Well, we'll see. I'll, uh, I'll do a little more research, but that's, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Like, the, the Arrested movie is supposed to have been started shooting also, but who knows. So which movie? The Arrested Development movie. But that's, oh, well, that's actually, I think that they've started filming the actual TV show. Yeah, I know. They're, they're working their way up with, like, the season four where it's going to be, like, one episode about each character. I think it's going to be kind of strange. Well, I mean, it's, I've been telling people I think it's going to kind of be like Family Guy, where, you know, everyone's going to want to see it a lot, but once it's back on, it'll be like, yeah, it was better the first time, and it kind of jumped the shark. Oh, I have, I have sadly really low hopes. I mean, like, I've rewatched Arrested multiple times, and it doesn't hold up as well as other shows, I don't think. You don't think so? Like, the first two, like... 
the first time I watched it, I watched it like two or three times straight through, and it was like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. But I just, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe in terms of like when I put a random episode on every now and then, like it doesn't hold up as well as like putting a random 30 Rock or even Seinfeld on, in my opinion. I'm going to say agree to, agree to disagree on that one. I think that like every single time I watch it, I find new things. I think they're more and more brilliant. But, okay. Um, the other thing I want to bring up is I'm pretty sure maybe got fat. Is, sorry, what was that? I'm pretty sure maybe got fat. Oh, she 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 did. She's been in other stuff since. Um, what was she in most recently? I'm trying to think. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but she was really fat. In this, it's sad because she was kind of decently hot in the show, but you know that's all done with. She was good looking. Um, oh, it'll come to me. I'll remember by the end of the podcast what movie I saw her in recently that she was. All right. Um, so. So, so you mentioned Lionel's, um, you like Lionel saying because of the Jets. So tell me if this is crazy. I think the Jets actually might beat New England this week. I was actually saying that, I was telling some of my friends who are Patriots fans that I'm pretty sure the Jets are going to win one of the two games against New England. Like, they, I, they usually play the Pats really tight, don't they? No. Okay. Um, so last about... year, I think they got crushed twice. <laughs> so but, I guess I was wrong um, about that. But the thing about the Jets this season is, every single time you think that they're decent, they kind of crush your hopes, and every single time you think that, like, they're dead, they come back to life. So I'm pretty sure it'll be next time, because right now after the Colts game, people have a kind of a pretty, you know, moderately kind of positive view of how the Jets are right now, which means that clearly they're just going to fail and, and, and crash and burn. Yeah, I mean, and not even just the Colts game. Like, they played Houston really tough on Monday night two weeks ago, too. Yeah, but... If you watch the game, they were just like, completely desperate, and I know that. You yeah, know, they they were pulling out all the tricks. Yeah, and it just it just like kind of it made me sad because you know in in years past they've been able to have kind of a respectable defense, and I feel like this year had Houston run the ball with a little bit more, you know, uh, and they've been a little bit more willing to kind of pound the Jets on with, with the running game the entire game. I think they would have taken the game, you know, pretty. Pretty easily. Yeah, that's. I, I only watched the first quarter, so but that that's probably true. Um, yeah. Are you are you a Tebow fan? Are you hoping for him to start? Um, no, <laughs> no, I really don't. I, I, you know, I feel like it's a sideshow, and um, the more you invite the media to just go apeshit, kind of the less respectful the Jets become. And I kind of feel like as a Jets fan, I'm just kind of tired of all the, you know, the, the hoopla about you know, the Tebow and. And Rex Ryan being a doofus and all that kind of stuff. I just want them, you know, just lose with dignity. Don't, don't be stupid about things. Yeah. Um, what's what's the Jets owner name? Woody something, right? Woody Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he just come out and say that they're going to keep Tebow like three more years minimum? Yeah. Although I'm pretty sure he was going to anyway, just because of the contract. So um, I don't think they could have released them because of the, the salary cap issues. But yeah, you know, even so. He really wants to start. And so basically what that's saying is that the ownership is going to basically be pressuring um, Rex Ryan to actually pull the trigger and start and start him at some point over the course of the next three years. Without a doubt. Uh, I don't know. Like, Tebow is not going to win a Super Bowl. I, um, I think that's, that's not crazy to say. No, he's not. I don't think Sanchez is either, but yeah, I don't but, know. I mean, like, he wants to sell jerseys, so let him, let him you know, rattle off what he wants to. Yeah, that's... I mean, the Eagles are not much better. I mean, they, they probably are a better team, but they're going to... I actually might take the Jets to finish with a better record than the Eagles at this point. Like, so, we, I have a question for you. What's your thought on the uh, the firing of that D coordinator? Oh, Juan Castillo? You mean our offensive line coach? Right, the one who clearly wasn't qualified for the job. Uh, I mean, 
what are my thoughts? It's the defense hasn't been awful this season. Like if you look at the stats, like the offense is actually 31st in points per game, which is so unacceptable with the talent we have on offense. Well, that, that, that's kind of my issue right now because LaShawn McCoy, I don't know if he's in fact getting the ball or he's not doing anything with it, but, I mean, it's just been a disaster for me fantasy-wise. Yeah, and actually, I, I don't know if you saw the power rankings. I think I wrote today that, like, he's your best. He's, like, your only chance of making the playoffs, in my opinion. It's like you need him to play like he did last year. I mean, I don't know if you ever followed the Eagles a lot, but Andy Reid just, like, he doesn't – last year was a real aberration with how much they ran the ball. Like, he doesn't run the ball. Like, if he gets, like, he gets discouraged so easily if, like, McCoy doesn't, like, if his first five runs aren't successful, like, he'll run him five more times the rest of the game. Like, he just... But, okay, so every single time I turn on an Eagles game, I see Michael Vick fumble. Is that because he's fumbling that often, or is it just completely unlucky? It's, it's not, I mean, some of it is luck, but it's, it's more just the way he plays than luck. I mean, one, he has smallish hands for quarterback, and, like, he, he said that, that, like, it's... He hasn't gripped the ball super tight. Two, he holds on to the ball forever. He's like he has no pocket sense. So when he stays in the pocket, he just has no sense of like uh, pass pressures coming off the blind side. Like you, you can tell good quarterbacks like know when they're going to get hit and puck the ball in. Like he has no sense of that. So whenever he gets hit from the blind side, the ball is going to come loose. So, so let's just let's just call up Andy Reid and tell him to throw a little more screen passes. Yeah, that way he McCoy gets me points. I'm not surprised they're not running with McCoy. I'm really surprised they're not passing to McCoy more. They led the league in screen in like screen attempts like every year under Andy Reid. Like that's that's their his favorite play, and McCoy is yeah, a perfect I, back for it. Well aware of that, um, but you know I don't know what they're doing this year. Um, no as far as Castillo, like I don't think like, I would have rather fired him last year than this year. Like, I think he deserved it more last year. I think he was actually doing a better job this year. That said, I don't think he was great, so I'm not upset about it. But, I mean, it's a desperation move for Andy Reid. He's, like, he's really on the hot seat in Philadelphia right now. Like, everyone is so sick of him. And, and, and he's, like, management's already said if he doesn't finish above 500, he's gone. So Are they currently above 500? They're 3-3. Three and three. Um, But we can lose to anyone because we suck. And, I mean, Michael Vick has, like, 13 turnovers. Like, it's, it's out of control. But granted, it's also the NFC East, which means it's going to come down to the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. It's going to be – every team is going to be in the last two weeks, I think. Especially with – I think Washington actually could honestly sneak in with RG3. I was going to say, yeah. I kind of think, like, every year it's some team that nobody thinks is actually going to pull it out. I feel like, you know, the craziness with RG3, I think they might sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I like. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like four teams at eight and eight, or like three at nine and seven, and one at eight and eight. We'll see. But, but actually, one more thing. So the uh, the AFCs, all four teams are three and three. The the AFC, yeah, I did see that. The AFC has two teams above five hundred: Baltimore and Houston. That's it. That's pretty sad. That's the, uh. I mean, the, the NFC West isn't a joke anymore. Which no yeah. people. I mean, writers like people have been saying they're all above five hundred. I. I still, like, do you really trust St. Louis as a good team, though? Like, honestly, like... If their defense shows up, maybe. I mean, I've heard their defense is pretty good. And, yeah, I mean, Arizona also started 4-0 and and has lost two straight, and, like, Cobb's hurt. Like, I don't think Arizona's that good either. I, I Definitely San Fran is good, and I think Seattle might be kind of legit. But well, so the, the other two, I don't know. I, I, I didn't see any of it. I just heard a bunch of, you know, touchdowns crying, which kind of made me a little happy. Oh, but, like, best. are they that good? Is their defense good? Is Russell Wilson 
decent? I, 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 don't, I don't understand Russell that. Wilson played really well in the fourth quarter. He had two really, like, spot-on deep throws um, that were, were very money throws. That was the first game I think I've seen him play, other than just highlights. He hasn't been putting up good numbers or, or anything yet. So, I mean, he's, he's undersized for quarterback. He's a weak arm. Like, he's not the prototypical build. Everyone says he's, like, got the great leadership qualities. That's like Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll always managed to turn, like, crappy, mediocre teams into, like, barely squeaking into the playoff kind of teams and going, what have you done? Or actually... When, when he went in, like, two years ago, actually beat the Saints. Right, with, that, with, with beast mode. That's when it originated with Marshawn Lynch, like, stiff-armed three cornerbacks off him and ran 80 yards. And there was a there was seismic activity in, in Seattle because of all the, uh, the, the crowd. Yeah. You know, I, 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 is a crowd in Seattle really that different than crowd anywhere else? Like, I don't really get that, but everyone seems to say how it's, like, the best home field in the history of the world. I don't know. They have, like, that 12-man crowd. Yeah, but, like, I mean, every, like, are there really any home stadiums that don't get loud for their own team? Like, if you've got a football game, you're cheering for your team. Like, I can't imagine it's that different. I feel like maybe in Seattle they don't they don't care that much, maybe, which means that they won't boo as frequently or as often. So you'll get to games, like, I mean, I've been to a bunch of Jets games, and the crowd, they're just assholes. And I'm sure the same can be said for, like, Eagles fans. You know, one mistake. Oh, they, they are, without a doubt. But if, like, if fans are just, you know, you know, if they're ignorant, Controllably, without any kind of you know respect for what actually is going on. So maybe you know if you have a bunch of ignorant fans like you do in Seattle, maybe they'll, they'll go crazy and have a better crowd advantage. Could be true. All right, so let's move on to some actual fantasy stuff as opposed to just Eagles and Jets discussion. Although that does cover about half the people listening to this between those teams. So, right. so you had maybe the best fantasy win I can remember in a really long time. Were you watching the game Monday night? No, I went to sleep. Oh. I was, uh, you do I was not deserve my... that win, then, Priest. What's up? You do not deserve that win if you couldn't watch that out Monday night. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, so in my defense, I had driven 10 hours that day coming back from a wedding. But, I mean, you're completely right. I really should have worked with that game. And to be honest, I really thought I had no business, you know, winning. From what I heard, uh, Peyton Manning had a kind of a glorious fourth quarter or second half comeback. And to be honest, my team kind of sucked that weekend. Anyway, I think I, Anton really did deserve to win. <laughs> Anton really deserved to win. And there's also, I mean, he would have been his first win, and he, you beat him by half a point on Denver's last possession in the fourth quarter. Like, that's that's as close a game as it literally can happen in fantasy, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I didn't deserve it. I mean, if, if there were a way to, you know, relinquish the win, I, I might consider it. I probably wouldn't consider it. But, don't, um, don't, don't consider but he, it. He definitely did. He definitely did deserve it more than I did. You also, opening week, beat me by, I think, it was one or one and a half points. So you're just pulling out, like, all these crazy close games. Yeah, but I don't have that good of a team, so it's kind of like i got to take those those uh, those nail-biter wins when I can. Um, I, I'm kind of like... I'm kind of accepting the fact that, you know, my place in, in your power rankings, like, eight or nine, is probably where I'm going to end up, you know, this season. So you, you think it's fair? You think that's where you belong? Oh, yeah. I think, actually, it's a little bit generous, because I think when you, when you consider the, um, the, the points scored, I think I'm, I think, I think you have me ranked, like, eight or nine. Uh, I think you're 10th in points scored. I think you're third to the bottom. Yeah. So, I, I think you're, you're being a little generous there. I think I might have a better team than, well, Anton right now is getting, I'm just looking at his team right now, and. Murray's out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's questionable. It just seems like, you know, he's a disaster. Everything is going wrong for Anton. I mean, Rod, the only bright spot is Rodgers looked like the old Rodgers last week, finally, but, like, 
he's like nothing went right for his team in any other position. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate because what I was actually thinking about was the fact that you know in your your preseason or post draft power rankings, like you know people could disagree, but in general, you know before the draft or before games start getting played, you kind of consider that the way people drafted was you know they they, they drafted quality like the, the teams at the top of your of your rankings drafted quality players. And he was I think he was like one or two or something like that. He, Anton was three uh, to start. Yeah, so I mean, and then he just gets hit with bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. Like, had team Knicks, Aaron Rodgers starts out slow, and Brandon Lloyd. Like, you know, you could draft what looks on paper to be the best team, and then you can end up, you know, picking the bottom. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of luck. In fact, if the preseason, not, yeah, the preseason one, two, three were actually me, then you, then Anton. And to add our records up on the spot, I think we're combined, um, Five wins and the rest are losses. Um, six, three, four, thirteen. We're five and thirteen combined, which is just awful. And then you've got guys like uh, like Lamb Chop, who you know he, he always does very very well, but he drafts like RG three, who explodes in the Bears defense, which you know. Yeah, what do you? Defense would have been that, that ridiculous. That was that's one of my questions um, for people on the podcast right now. Is do you think what do you think of Lamb Chop's team? Do you think it's more luck or more skill? Honest answer. Well, actually, I, let me take a look at this. So I'm actually going to lose the Lamb Chop this week. So let's you see. don't have to Come yeah. on, you can take him down. So he's got RG3 and the Bears, like you said, have been. And, and CJ Spiller had two humongous games, like when he shouldn't have even been starting. Yeah, yeah. How's Crabtree? Crab hasn't been that, that, that great. Um, I don't know. How is he doing this? I guess Julio Jones, it seems like maybe with it's, his it's, it's like Breeze. It's, it's Breeze and RG3 and the Bears' defense have been insane. That's how he's doing it. Yeah. Well, you know, more power to him. That was a, a pretty damn good graphic. It's kind of like, uh, it reminds me of Cam Newton last year. Oh, yeah. I actually was rereading my preseason ranks today, and I actually wrote, like, word for word, RG3 will not be Cam Newton, but he's actually been better so far. Yeah, which means don't draft him next year. Um, well, I saw that one coming. I saw, sorry, Moose. Like, have you watched Carolina play? Cam Newton is such a bad passing quarterback. Last year, he would throw up like trash, and Steve Smith would go up and catch it. Yeah. And like, I was, you know, I was like, is he really good? Is he really bad? Is he just being lucky? And I guess the answer is he's just being lucky. But, yeah. Um, I mean, he, he can't complete anything like underneath. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, Lamb Chop. I don't know. He he drafted good players. I think it's more luck than skill. I know he he'll disagree as soon as he hears this, but but you don't you don't think you have a chance against him this week? Um, so I drafted really poorly with regards to the um, bye week, um, and I'm getting hit with all of my running backs bye week. Oh right, Shady's out for the Eagles, and who who's your? Do you consider McGahee or Steven Jackson your starter? Um. Well, McGahee has been. Stephen Jackson's been. He's getting phased out of the the Rams' offense. Yeah. Um, so McGahee definitely is. I'm just praying that I can find some way to, to pick up something on the waiver wire that, that will improve um, my running back difficult runs. There's there's not a lot of players out there. I mean, wh- one thing I'll say about like the league this year is I, I everyone's been paying attention like really closely. Like I, I think like every good waiver pickup like has been picked up immediately. Like. There's just not a lot out there. No, there really isn't. And, you know, there's, there's like, you know, every now and then there's, like, an uh, Alex Green. Is that the guy on, on Green Bay? Yeah, he's the backup for Benson. But he's he's on someone's team. Yeah, he's, but he's, 
I'm just saying, like, you, you have guys like that who, you know, have potential to pick up from the, for the starter who, who went down, and they're always just kind of mediocre. And you have, like, Michael Ashore, who does it for a little bit, but now Java Desk is back. So, you know, th- there's no real, at least running back, kind of uh, revelation pickup last, like, like last year's, like, you know, Victor Cruz or, uh, I, I can't really think of a running back right now, but, like, Victor Cruz last year was one of those picks where if you're paying attention, you can go. So I actually got Alfred Morris after week one. He's probably the closest thing to that. Yeah, that's that's probably probably he's actually been top ten the rest of the way, which has been a pretty fortunate pickup for me. But other than him, I don't know if there's been an undrafted player that's made much of a difference at all, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's also been a lot of players who've been injured, like you know, big name players, especially or or players like on um, on Green Bay, their entire. Your entire wide receiving core who just kind of like faded away, haven't done anything all year. Except until this week, yeah, and that's what's been killing Vigo because he's got Jennings, James Jones, and Nelson, and until this week, they haven't done anything for him. So I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I think the uh, the moral of the story is just a big crapshoot. Yeah, no, there there definitely is a lot of luck that goes into it. So so tell me, so what were you thinking? What was your draft day strategy? Uh, you got two QBs early, which I am always a fan of. If anyone pays attention to what I say, were you going into the draft wanting to do that? Well, so um, last year uh, I forgot that the we got the OP position. Yeah, there's one player every year that says that. Yeah, so I forgot that, and so this year I was just like, all right, well, what you're going to do is gonna, you're going to make sure you have two solid quarterbacks because I think that makes just a huge difference. I think last year I ended up having to like stick around with, like, Tim Tebow or some Seattle quarterback or something, which Tim Tebow actually was a decent pickup. But, um, Tim Tebow, he, when he's a starter, is actually really good in fantasy. I mean, you, you have a very limited sample size there, but I'd say probably, I mean, if, if he's scoring with his legs, yes. If he's forced to throw it, then, you know. No, you're right. I mean, if he doesn't get a rushing touchdown, he's not going to do anything for you. But, I mean, he gets him more often than not when he plays a full game. All right, so, well, let's get back to my, my, my draft strategy is usually just, you know, quarterback and running back. I really hate wide receivers, and that's why I'm kind of like um, uh, at the bottom end of the uh, of the rankings in the, uh, the wide receivers, whatever, PAR rankings or whatever. Uh, but, unit, uh, unit strength. you got to get your stats correct, please. Don't, whatever. Um, I, I hate them because there's just so much variability there, and you have, I, I really just hate dealing with that because you have some guys who will show up and score 30 points one week, and they'll fade away. You have, you'll have a guy like Hartline who just, you know, has a historic day, and then he'll He'll fade away. And I, mean, I believe you had him on your bench that day. Am I right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm actually very proud to be leading the league in, uh, in bench. I was going to ask you about that, too. How does that make you feel? Um, it makes me feel kind of stupid. <laughs> but when I look back, I don't really have that many regrets about things. I think the only thing that I really regret is uh, is when you told me that I, I screwed up with the, uh, the benching of Peyton Manning, which turned out to be a a huge disaster, but I, I mean, other than that, I don't really have any, too many regrets. Yeah, you know, I've forgotten about that. What was your logic for that? You, you shouldn't, you, if you draft top quarterbacks, there's no reason to bench them. Well, I'm pretty sure the reason was Mark Sanchez, I, I kind of had faith that Mark Sanchez was going to be more than mediocre, and he was playing the Dolphins, and I think the, I'm pretty sure Peyton was playing a pretty solid defense, and I thought, you know, I thought at that time the Jets were going to be good, and you know Sanchez playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins kind of suck. So how bad could really be? And I think he ended up you know, throwing like two interceptions and under 100 yards. So, so I got a hose. Um, that was that was the game they lined Tebow up a wideout and he hit him in the face, right? Hit him, hit him in the helmet. Yeah. So that was uh, that was a pretty good. Thing. 
Um, I think that was also the game they lost uh, Weaver, so I was pretty bummed after that game too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Never bench Manning. I think you also benched Colson one week when he had a good game, right? Yeah, but that was because I was playing the uh, the Lance Moore Colson lottery because there were like there were weeks where where like Lance Moore would pick up twenty four points and, and Colson pick up zero. And I never know which which ones actually start. I know New Orleans receivers are not easy to own. Yeah. So, so I mean, like you know, I, I I screwed up a bunch, but I don't really have too many regrets because. When it comes to wide receivers, like I said, I, I just hate I, I hate having to choose because one day you'll, you'll leave someone on the bench and score 30 points. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't usually draft wideouts early either. Um, I think both of us actually had two QBs, two running backs in our first four picks. Um, so so you actually traded uh, you traded more for Torrey Smith to fuse. Who, for, who came up with that trade idea? Was that you or him? That was actually him. He... Uh, he kind of sought me out and, and looked to. I think he was looking. He was looking to pick up Benson. I think he really wanted a backup running yeah. back. And I really needed to upgrade my wide receiving core. So I I called him basically. I wouldn't. I wasn't willing to pick up anyone but you know Corey Smith or one of his better better wideouts. And uh, we managed to make something work, which I thought was a pretty. You know, I, I think on the podcast you guys kind of panned his position a little bit, but. I thought it was relatively even until the, the week later when, when Benson's out for like six weeks and Lance Moore kind of pulled a hamstring and he's out for two weeks. So uh, I was pretty happy about that, all told, because I got to basically flip a guy who was going to die in a week for somebody who's what I think is productive. Um, yeah, I mean, from, from your perspective, I would not have thought twice about that. And even without the injuries, I still think you, you would have came out ahead. I, I don't – like, you think Cedric Benson's going to be – like, if he was healthy, you think he's going to be good? Like, Green Bay doesn't run the ball. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it's kind of a good question because you know Cedric Benson at the time he was kind of the undisputed number one running back, and so in any given team, if you have the number one running back on a solid offense like that, there's going to be garbage time at some point in the Green Bay game because they are that good. So you know he's not going to be a waste of a, a of a you know of a, a bench spot. He could be an, a pretty decent fill-in starter for a bye week. So yeah, but Torrey Smith is time. can be an every week starter in fantasy, like. No, no, he's not. I mean, let's be honest. He's not. I don't, uh, see, now I'm contradicting myself, because I don't think he's that good either, but he definitely has more potential to be that good. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, like, I'm not a fan of him or Flacco, particularly. I think they're overrated, but I, I still think him being overrated gives you more than Benson's going to give you. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but I mean... All told, I was pretty happy with the with the deal, and yeah. I think you know I, I thought it was pretty even at the time. And, you know, I'm kind of glad that the people had traded away. And, yeah, and I mean, because of this awesome trade tracker tab I had, we'll be able to keep tabs on every deal the rest of the year to see who won them. That is that is pretty cool. And, and you are actually winning that one, although all four players have That's negative awesome. negative PAR since the deal. Actually, I, I just have one question for you before we move on to the next. The next bit. Yeah. I had the I had the choice in that trade to trade for Nate Washington or Donnie Avery, and I was like, I really just don't care because they're pretty much even. And so you chose Nate Washington as the uh, as the villain. Do you have any? I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of like yeah, that half dozen the other, but uh, that actually makes sense because when Fuse was on the podcast like week two, he was like touting how good he thought Donnie Avery was. He had picked him up off waivers and was was saying how he thought he'd be good. So I'm not surprised Fuse wanted to keep him. Um. I think it's. I don't think it's going to be a huge difference it's either way. Matter, you know, I think yeah. I would slightly prefer Avery because I think there's a better quarterback situation there. 
Um, but then again, Nate, Nate Washington's probably had a, had like stronger career numbers to date. Like he actually had a thousand yards last year, really quietly. So, this is getting thrown to by you know Lockhart Hasselbeck, so not. Yeah, so I mean, I don't like me. I don't know. I could see it going either way. I don't think that part of the deal is going to end up affecting anything, though. So. From, I mean, from your perspective, it was Torrey Smith and just any random guy, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I thought of it, too. Yeah. Kind of this week's games? Yeah. Um, any, anything that jumped out at you? There's, it's not the best slate of games. Um, there were two matchups that I thought were going to be important. We've got Noah Lionel playing. I think those are two strong teams. And then CB Moose are both 4-2. and two. That's actually probably the marquee game of the week. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Noah Lionel. I, I really think, I think, I think Lionel's team is the, the, the best team in the league right now, even though they're, you know, two or three in your rankings, but I also think that, that Noah has, you know, potential any given league to, to be, be basically on his team. So yeah, as, as, if you have Brady and Gronk on the same team, like, and they go off together, like, that's gonna win you a week right there. Like, so Noah's team and Ridley actually like if New England offense just runs over your Jets this week, like that's what they should do because you know the Jets really can't stop the run this year. So I mean I would I would definitely and, and Ridley's been a very smart um, pickup. I think he's he's been very very productive. yeah he's had he's had some great games and Noah actually pointed out on the podcast which I was really smart insight was that the games the Patriots win are the games Ridley has good numbers and it's not a coincidence. And, like, if you look at him and his, their wins, he has, like, 100 yards every game. And him and their losses, he averages, like, 50 yards. Uh, well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Although it looks like Lionel's team doesn't really have... Yes. Like, Lionel's got Atlanta on a bye, which is Matt Ryan and Rodney White. So he's okay. not strong this week. That sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, there's... I mean, you had, you had said earlier how much luck there was in fantasy. Like, there's actually a ton of luck in playing teams... On their, like when they have a lot of buy players, like no Noah's really lucking out to get Lionel on such an easy week, actually. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. And like I said, you know, it makes it a little more even. I think, uh, I mean, barring any good uh, waiver wire pickups, if there really aren't any, it looks like it's going to be a pretty easy matchup. Um, so you, you said you think Lionel's team is the best in the league. Are you a Matt Ryan believer? Do you think he's um, a legit MVP player? You know, going into the season, you know, he had like hype. You know, he could have been. He was, People were t- saying this is going to be the breakout year for him and, and Julio Jones and Roddy White, and I was saying to myself, well, you know what, I think they've said that before. They've said and, that the last, like, two years, pretty much. Right. Uh, everyone's like, you know, Matt Ryan, it's his year to break out, and Atlanta's going to go to the Super Bowl, and all that kind of jazz. But it's one of those, I'll believe it when I see it kind of things, and, and this year I'm kind of seeing it. And it's, you know, it's every every other week it's either he's throwing it, you know, to, to Julio Jones, and they're getting three touchdowns, or it's Roddy White, he's getting three touchdowns, or it's... You know, Tony Gonzalez, and he's getting whatever crazy points he gets. And so, you know, I think the, the uh, NFC South is incredibly winnable, and, you know, he's putting up good numbers, so I can't really say anything like he's going to suck. Because other than last week, which is an aberration, I think that he's been very, very solid this year. No, he's, he's, he's not going to suck. Like, I think he's clearly, like, at worst, I think he's going to be, like, a top-ten player this year. Um, I don't think he's, like, the first five weeks or so, he was, like, the number two quarterback after Breeze, and... That really helped Lionel win a lot of those games. Like, I don't think he's going to be that good. Like, I think Rodgers, Brady, um, probably Griffin at this point, probably Eli and Peyton are both going to are all going to finish ahead of him. But I think Matt Ryan's going to be solid. I mean, he's... yeah, and and you know those 
those receivers are able to, you know, beat their defenders a lot of the time and go up and catch balls. And that's, and that's kind of like what you're seeing with A.J. Green right now. Like, A.J. Green is, is pretty much unstoppable because, you know, Dalton can throw anything up there and he'll come down. With it. Yeah, no, Julio Jones is, like, an insane athletic. Like, he just goes and gets the ball. Um, and that's a, um, yeah, Lionel, no, Lionel's not Julio. He's Roddy White. But Roddy White's actually been real. I mean, he's, he's great, too. Like, those, those are probably the best. Actually, probably definitely the best one-two receivers in the NFL, I would say. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Yeah. Um, I, I used to like to think it might have been the Eagles like two years ago, but Deshaun and Macklin are just not great anymore at all. I just wonder what happens if, if they get somebody good to throw to them. Um, well, Nick Foles might be starting before the season's out, so you, ne- you never really know. Um, who's, who's the backup there? Nick Foles. He's a rookie who had a really good preseason but it's a preseason. He's never taken an NFL snap in his life. Um, so, who knows? Who are you playing this week? I am playing Anton, actually. And I'm really, really, really counting on the win to save my playoff hopes. I'm so disenchanted with my team right now. I mean, Phillip Rivers is just driving me crazy. Like, did anyone think he'd be this bad? Like, he's just... Like, I don't understand what happened. Like, he's still in his prime. He doesn't have injuries. Like, how did he... His talent level, like... Or his production just drop off like so significantly. When was he good? It, so look, like, if you look up his stats game, after you know, this, like Philip Rivers, decent, like good. like oh eight, maybe like oh seven or oh eight, he first started putting up numbers through like three or four years. He threw for like four thousand yards, thirty touchdowns every year. Like he was a top five fantasy quarterback for like four years straight. Do you blame it on Turner? I mean, I, I can't. Is it, is it the running game? Is it Turner? Is it the fact that he's weak receivers? Or is it just because he, he, you know, sucks? I mean, they, yeah, they've totally been losing assets. Like, since, like, when he first got good, they had Tomlinson and Sproles, who were both great receiving backs. They had Vincent Jackson. Gage was four years younger. I mean, yeah. well, the thing is, LT, so I'm kind of seeing this with the Jets this year, but LT was such a huge weapon for San Diego, and I guess the Jets you know, the past few years, because not only was he a fantastic running back, but, you know, the, the Marshall Falls ability to catch the ball and run with it, I mean, that's really important. Uh, having that, that kind of, like, that, that emergency valve out of the backfield is just it's huge for, for quarterbacks. Yeah, no, it, it is. And and definitely, and Sproles did that, too. And then even Tolbert kind of did that for them last year. Like, yeah, every year Rivers has kind of lost, like, one more piece. And I guess it's gotten to the point where he's – I mean, I guess it's some of it. I'm not saying it's all the receivers. Like, he, like he's just not accurate passes anymore either from what I've seen. But – been driving me crazy to watch that and everyone on my team being injured all the time. Although, yeah. except Although Percy Harvin's been great. Him and Jamal Charles have been like my two good picks, and then the rest of my team have all been bad picks. Um, yeah, so we should um, actually get this wrapped up. Let me ask you one more question before we head off, please. Sounds great. Um, so I actually proposed this to Anton a, maybe a year or two ago, and I think he liked the idea, but nothing ever happened of it. So a lot of leagues do this. They make the championship game two weeks, not one, and you just add your scores together, kind of like soccer matches do, I think, in Europe, where you play like a home-and-home and add the scores together. Yeah. Are you pro or against that? Um... Because our it's, finals it's right really now is week 16. I, I've actually I've been in one of the leagues where it's like that. Um, it's a little, I feel like it's a little bit, you know, there, there's, there's a trade-off there. It's a little more fair because you kind of have, you know, a longer series where you can, you know, if one guy has a big fluke game, that won't make or break you. 
but it's the other thing where, you know, typically that'll extend the season. And the more you extend the season, the more you get into, you know, the wrestling player crap. You're right. And, it brings you to week 17. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I'm really reluctant to push things into week 17 because you run into, you know, the Colts in 2010 sitting there entire or you're starting off onto something. So I feel like maybe if you reduce the regular season by a week, that might be kind of feasible. But other than that, I think you might as well just get so, so you would say 12, 12 week regular season instead of thirteen, and then double championship. Yeah, that's probably what I'd say. Um, I hadn't thought of that actually because I'm not a fan of week seventeen getting into week seventeen either. Although I think the the benefit is is worth um, the risk. I'm, I don't know. I think like anything can happen in one week too much that just a one game in fantasy doesn't always show the winner as often yeah, as it should. I agree. You know, and and you know. One team's garbage time can make or break your season, and so you know. Yeah. It kind of it kind of it kind of sucks only one week in there. Cool. All right. Good answer, Priest Mode. This is a great show. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for inviting me. This is a lot of fun. And, yeah. Uh, you also it, it works. bailed me out because everyone's been canceling me for three weeks. Any any pop song you want me to set this to for you? Oh, um, let's do some instinct. How's that? I've been going all female vocals. That was my thing. Female vocals. Okay, then what about, um, is there a band called Dream? You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. Look that up. See if there's a band called Dream, and if so, play it. Otherwise, I'll let you choose whatever you want. All right, a a song by Dream. All right, this is Narf. That was Priest. We are out. Thanks, man. All right, see ya. See ya.